0: Uh, okay. Hello. This is Lenny Angelo. i um, <clears throat> been talking about uh, uh, my decision to uh, leave my work, my job of six years, and uh, pursue uh, not only a career teaching, which is completely new experience for me, but also uh, going back to school as a graduate student, entering into a graduate program. And I've been really lucky that I was accepted into that program because I was nervous about that at my age and having produced so little in the time that I've been out of school. It's been about 12 years since my last experience at the university. And I've made a thing or two and I've worked a lot, but I don't have... a huge body of work to show for that which is something that you need when you apply to a graduate school, a graduate program wants to see that you got potential because a graduate program as an artist is all about personal development work within the context of uh, a community of other artists at the university and and a a board, if you will, of uh, of, uh, faculty. That are reviewing and critiquing what you do during your time there. Uh, that process is scary. To to, to ponder that is scary. It's, a a, Yeah, I'm terrified of that. But but I was accepted, at least, and that's something. uh, I'm hoping it's merit-based, because I certainly didn't slip any... uh, Grease any palms, as they say... Uh but more beneficial I think in my recent experience has been uh uh the ability to teach in college uh, in a, uh which I, don't, I don't know, I'm sure I'm repeating myself here um when I took the job that I'm currently working full time or well, I'm part time now when I took that job it was as a temp because I really believed in what the company did uh, and over the years that I've been there, the six years that I've been there, I, um, well, the first three to four years, I was very ambitious there, very uh, dedicated to the cause and what they do. And very interested in, in making that a, a long-term career for myself, even though I didn't know what that would look like. But the company was small enough that it was evolving and changing, and I thought that a lot of those changes could be for the better, and then and, and I would have opportunities that didn't exist at the moment. And I waited and waited, and I kept put, uh, applying myself and putting myself out there and doing extra work, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which you is know, what you do when you're a company shill and, uh, honestly, I watched, uh, my superiors come and go, my superior, who, uh, so I started in the marketing department as a temp, and I applied for several positions while I was a temp, because I didn't want to get laid off, or, you know, I didn't want that job to end, but I didn't want to be in that department, I hate marketing, and I've said that a million times, uh, I wanted to be in a department that uh, actually creates the, the work that we do. Marketing is bullshit, so I hate marketing. So, uh, I finally did get accepted into that uh, department and, and have been working in that department for five years. In um, the first two years, man, I put myself out there. I did. I went above and beyond. Including illustration, because at the time there were opportunities to do illustration in this company. Uh, they weren't, there weren't a lot of them, but they were there. It wasn't, it wasn't an impossibility. Because the company uses a lot of illustrative matter, and they had a manager of illustration who would hire people. And that person, I, I made connection with that person. I took that person out to lunch. Man, I did all the bullshit you do. All of it! I went by the book on all the bullshit you do. Always mentioning how oh, I'm an illustrator. Always bringing... Always showing my work. Putting my own work up on the... On, in my cubicle. Nonsense like that. And it's embarrassing if you think about it. It's kind of like I was a 13-year-old girl and I'm stumbling all over the, the lifeguard at the, at the public pool. And <laughs> just... It's gross. Anyway... Uh, I'm sorry, this works just as well with a 13-year-old boy. Why did I not switch that around? Ah, the patriarchy rears its ugly head. Uh, as a 13-year-old boy, I would have been even more gross about the uh, the 17-year-old lifeguard, the female lifeguard, the, the thing. You know what I mean? Woof! Anyway. Um... So yeah, I I put myself out there, I told this guy time and time again that I was available for illustration, and I got a few projects while at work, and I thought, this is it. This is the dream, man. I'm illustrating at work, at a desk. I actually get a paycheck for being a designer, because I came in as a designer. But being a designer could mean this and that. Being a designer was a lot more open and flexible in those days. Uh, because of the kind of material the company produces. Okay, what happened around year four? Well, around year four, the company went under, uh, undergo- underwent, excuse me, a major restructuring. That restructuring came from some sort of audit that they had done of the department I work in. And that restructuring uh, basically put that illustration manager out of work. Not at all with the company, he still illustrated things, but he became uh, something else. And corporate decided they, they were, the, the executives at the company decided they were much more interested in having a creative manager in the in the department. And a creative manager would be the person who handled all of the things that were previously handled by a couple of people in the department. A couple of senior staff in the, in the department, including this illustration guy. So they were going to replace, you know, a few people with one person. That one person came in and basically pitched herself, because I think she decided it was too much to She pitched herself a new staff. Of two art directors under her, uh, that would handle all of the things she didn't want to handle. That would handle the day-to-day of working with the riffraff, which is which is the design staff and the the art staff. And then she could sit on high and make all of the big decisions. I think that's what she had in mind. Here's the fun, and so eventually they did. They hired two people and put the two art directors in charge. Here's the problem. Okay, on the surface it seems like an okay system. Here's the problem with that: all three of them are dumbasses. I'm sorry. Everybody doesn't. Lo- Everybody says this kind of thing about their boss, and it's because nobody's in a position to critique the boss like the the riffraff, the underlings, right? Nobody. Ah, there's a sign posted on on one of the under- overpasses over here on the freeway that says "You." the letter you need Jesus. Well, look, I'm not arguing that you or you or you or any of us need Jesus. I'm not even going to go there. There's no reason to argue that for or against. My point is, what does that sign actually do? If I'm driving here and I'm not thinking of Jesus and then all of a sudden, oh, I need Jesus. I, is it it's a little bit like the one that they put at the grocery store. Do You know, you got milk? Or do you have a... Uh, did you get your, your bread before you left? Or uh, Do you do you perhaps need a bundle of firewood on your way out? Or a potted plant? Or to visit the Red Box or whatever? Is it a little bit like that? I was like, I was already shopping for my uh, my religious experience, but... Now that you mention it, now that I see that sign, I remembered now that I needed... I also needed Jesus. I'm just not sure who puts those signs up and what they think they're doing. Uh, Okay. Anyway. Look, God bless them. They're doing whatever they think they need to do. But I know they're following their heart. So I'm not going to fault them for that. Anybody who posts a billboard anywhere or a homemade sign on any overpass... It's following their heart. Whatever it says... Boy, they feel strongly about it. You know? You know, whether it's... You know, honk honk if you uh, want... What was the last one I saw where people honk? Honk if you want the wall... Is the last one I saw. And there were a lot of white... 48-year-old white men out there... Holding up signs... That said, honk if you want the wall... Or something like that. Give us our wall. Yeah... I feel strongly about that wall, I'll tell you. Oh, you know where you built the wall is around your heart. It's already there. You don't have to get funding for it. You already built it in your heart. Okay. The company hired these three nincompoops and put them in charge and they don't know anything. They were outside of the industry that I work in. They don't have any experience in the industry that I work in. And they're not good. I'm sorry. If you're going to hire a whole creative, visionary staff of creative managers that do the art, art direction, by the way. Let me define art direction for you. Uh, it's directing the visual communication aspects of the brand or whatever it is. So if it's in a marketing department, that art director is in charge of the visual aspects of the communication that you're trying to get across, okay? If it's in a design department like the one I work in, then the company has a vision for these products that we make, and that vision needs to be communicated clearly, and that person's in charge of developing that vision and making sure that it's, you know, maintained. And if you have somebody above that, above an art director, like a creative director who's in charge of art directors, that's even more important, Well, all three of these assholes basically just schedule meetings and do paperwork. So you got three assholes who don't do anything. who are making the majority of the money in the department. And then everybody else picks up their slack. So let me give you the best example I could think of. Uh, The creative director, the big boss, decided that. She wanted to roll out a new logo for the company. Oh, big deal, right? Big deal. So she worked with the marketing department to come up with a logo concept, and they went back and forth on this a hundred times. And then when they decided that the logo was finished, the unveiling and the the, the use of the logo, they stuck it on a file in a file server, in a folder on a, on a file server, and said, "Okay, the new logo's there." And then we had questions, of all of us, like, well, well okay, is zero? Is how big should it be on the on the product we make? How, what do you mean, how big? I don't know. It depends. Oh, okay. Well, it depends on what, like, like, I mean, should it go on the left or the right? Can we use it? On, is it always black or is it red sometimes or is it white? Like, under what circumstances is it red, black, and white? Wait What do you mean? You just. I mean, okay. So, does it, does it? Do, are there instances of this logo where it's sort of ref? Uh, does it? These words at the bottom always got to be there. These, this little subline there. Does that always have to be there? What do you mean? I don't. No, it, de- it doesn't matter. It just, it depends. This is the kind of fucking shit. So, creative director, or art directors, you fucking joke, right? Because they don't do anything. They don't know anything. Every question is a Whoa, well, you just Whoa, well, I mean I don't You're gonna figure that out as we go No You're the visionary You fucking moron You're a visionary It's in your title, dumbass You're supposed to tell us what to do Do you not understand What it means to be an art director? You don't get it They don't get it Oh, I could go on and on But look we're not married. You ain't got to listen to this. I'm going to bring this home. If I told you what Cindy at the office said to me today, your blood would boil. Anyway. That's one of many situations where uh, everyone is frustrated. It's not just me. Now, I usually take the temperature at the office and make sure that it's not just me. Because there are a lot of times in life when you get steamed about something. And you look around you and nobody else is steamed about it. you got to take a hard look in the mirror at that point. And think to yourself, well, that's probably just me. Apparently, this pushes a button in me that other people don't have. They don't have that button. So their buttons are fine, and this is my uh, escape key or whatever, and and they're pushing my button, and and it's messing me up. And then you gotta gotta take stock. And be like, well, I guess this is not as important as I thought it was, and this is not a a hill upon which to die. And I got plenty of things like that, and I have have reconciled those things, because over the years I've gotten hot and bothered about a lot of things that are, are ridiculous. And when as soon as I learned they were ridiculous, I had to take a good hard look, think about that, reevaluate that. Okay. But then sometimes there's frustration in the office that everyone's feeling, and when you take the temperature of a room, it's like, oh, everybody's experiencing this. They just don't have the same way to phrase it, and they uh, they've encountered it under different circumstances than me. But it's actually the same issue. And that issue is the people in charge are not in charge of shit. And when you actually evaluate what they do versus how many opinions they have about what you do, uh, it don't add up. It's very frustrating to work at a place where you're solving the majority of the problems and there's no one for you to go to. But when you come up with a solution, there's an opinion about how you solve that problem. That weren't there in the beginning when you asked, What should this be like? What can you help me figure this out? What is your vision for this thing? I don't fucking know, just do it. All right, and then I do it, and then, Ah, that's not what we wanted at all. You're not understanding. Ah, fuck you. That's a difficult situation. And the problem isn't that there's one boss, it's that there are three, and that they're a unit, and they're very tight. And that means that nothing that happens in our department escapes our department. So the frustrations like this, we've got no voice because there's nobody to take them to. They've created a, a, tri- a triumvirate. No, a tri- it's, it's a pyramid. No, it's a triangle. And the top of the triangle is the very first person who was incompetent, who hired the other two incompetents. And that means that if I have an issue with my boss, I'm supposed to go to the first incompetent. Who will not take my side. Just just this past uh, two months ago, someone was fired from our department. Because she got into a confrontation with that big boss. She got into a confrontation because she needed to complain or, or address an issue that she was having with the person that I work directly for. One of her underlings. Uh, complicated. But like I said, there's a triangle there. And if you complain about the base of the triangle, the top will not understand. The top will not listen to you take your side. The top is not uh, an objective third party there. So it's very difficult. It's it's hard to, to operate under those circumstances because there's absolutely no one to take it to. And that person who was fired told me they went to HR about it, right? That's always what people say. I'm gonna get HR, but HR is uh, also uh, something special because I've been to HR a couple times about things, and uh, what what became of that? Oh, I, I did I did an audio journal about this two years ago, by my review was bullshit. Ah, it makes me sound like I'm a complainer, but this is the fact. I've stayed at this company for a long time, and I've tolerated a lot of bullshit. But uh, at some point it's like, I don't think this is going anywhere because of the structures here. It's like uh, there cannot be improvement. It's it's a very disorganized and chaotic place. And it's not because the uh, underlings, the people who do the actual work, are chaotic and disorganized. Not at all. In fact, they're all very smart and capable people. And when we put our heads together without our bosses involved, problems get solved right away and there's no issue. The issue is that all things involved uh, with changing processes or working problems out, they always have to involve the boss. The boss has to know, the boss has to hear, and the boss has to sign off on it. And they've set themselves up in a position like that because I think it gives them something to do. So what they do more often than not is reject a solution. Or, even worse, they go above and beyond and reject the problem itself. So, for example, if we have a meeting, and in meetings we are supposed to bring up issues. It's part of our meeting structure. In fact, there's a formal list for writing problems. and It's a whole piece of nonsense that they must have purchased uh, from some management software company. Anyway, you put an issue on a list and it's supposed to be discussed in a meeting. Well, I've put issues on lists many times, as have other people, to, to have them removed and dismissed in a meeting. Like, that's not really a problem. And we're all looking around the table going, no, it's a problem. We're, ha- we're encountering a problem. And the manager just says, no, that's not, that's not something to worry about. Or That's out of our hands. Or that's not something we need to spend time on. When everyone who actually does work, by the way, these people don't do any of the design work. They do nothing. They, they're administrative. Creative and art director, come on. Administrative bullshit. Middle management is what it is. Uh, when we actually look around and say, "Well, no, this is a real problem between us," and 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 what happens is that when they dismiss a problem like that, it ends up being discussed sort of under the table, right? It ends up being discussed through uh, uh, chats. Uh, and uh, and, e- and uh, private emails, which is fucking ridiculous, dude. And we don't have anybody to take that stuff to. So our workflow gets harder and harder and more disorganized and things are going wrong that we become accountable for that are a uh, direct result of our uh, management not comprehending or completely dismissing. The problems that we had when we when the problems that we raised the 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 hands that were raised and the, and the, and the requests for assistance. Bottom line is that's enough for me. I can't do it anymore. It's ridiculous, and I can't do it anymore, and I don't want to be here anymore. So uh, last year I right, got an opportunity to teach, and I took it, and it was at night, and it didn't interfere with work, so I just worked extra hard. And then uh, I got an opportunity to teach this semester as well, which was uh, a full day of teaching. And I had to request time off, and they gave me part-time status. And now here I've been at the company part-time. And during that period of time, I applied for graduate school, and I got in. And now I'm going to graduate school in, in in August. And so my time here, it's just basically another month or so. That has lifted the weight a bit. It's taken some of the severity out of these situations because I used to take this stuff real hard because this was going to be my career. I was very happy being at a company that does what this company does. I am not happy being at this company. And I have been looking around it actually through the years for another company just like it. But most of them are back east and I would have to make some serious changes to go back east. And, uh... And that was something I was willing to do, but I don't. I thought maybe I need more experience or a better uh, position at this company before I can attempt that. I don't know. I had all kinds of reasons why it wasn't going to work out. And now I'm not so sure if I shouldn't have just done that and pulled the trigger on that. Anyway, that's where I'm at with that. I think we can put this to bed. Uh, I'd like to talk about the feelings that I'm having about going to grad school uh, and, and maybe uh, continue on. Uh, on uh, the, the pros and cons of that experience and how that's going to be and what I might do to manage my stress levels and my, ex- my levels of exhaustion since I'm now in my uh, late 40s instead of, you know, my early 30s. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I got what it takes anymore. You know, it's going to be a rough ride. Uh, okay, that's enough of that. Well... All right. This is Lenny Angelo.